to the Holistic Endo Expert Podcast. This is your girl, your host, LJ Johnson. This podcast will be coming to you every two weeks to educate, empower, and motivate you so that you can live your best amazing life while holistically managing endometriosis. What's up, what's up? We are back for another episode. And you guys, I'm going to be honest, I was a little stressed about this. (laughs) I have to be super honest and transparent, a little stressed about this episode. And this is why, because when it comes to endometriosis and nutrition, the first thing people think of is the endo diet, right? And as soon as we think of the endo diet, our brains are flooded. I repeat, flooded with negativity, right? We're like, the endo diet doesn't work. Nutrition doesn't work. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to clap back a little bit on this whole nutrition doesn't work. So first thing I will say is no, this is not going to be the endo diet that you need to take down. So if you got your pen and paper, I want you to grab those gems. I want you to take notes. I want you to actually look at the show notes, right? And get all the details. But here's the deal. First thing out of the box, first misconception, I am kicking to the curb. There is no endo diet. When it comes to nutrition, what works for one person may work for another. What works for one could be absolute cryptic night for someone else, right? So here's the deal. And that's why I was a little nervous about this. And when I say nervous, not like I don't know what I'm talking about nervous, just kind of nervous to come into this space because I know what it's like to think that nutrition doesn't work, to feel like nothing is working, to DIY it on your own. As I always say, anyone that knows me, right? Instagram, podcast, wherever you hear me, Clubhouse, I'm all about not DIYing your own healing protocol, right? You need to bring in a nutritionist, a dietitian, a registered nurse, all these fun things, right? We need all of these, a team, yes, even a registered nurse sometimes. So here's the deal. When it comes to nutrition and endometriosis, like I said, a lot of people are very poo-poo, right? They don't know what works. They tried some cookie cutter stuff. And this is typically what happens, right? And I'll be be honest, I'm a little bit guilty of it as well, right? I'll come out with an Instagram reel or a video or a TikTok, or, you know, you'll see something on YouTube University and someone's like, you know, eat these five things and your endo will be better. Eat these five things for bloating, right? You're always gassy. Do these things. Drink this. Do this. Oh, by the way, use my affiliate code, right? And this is the thing. People get very discouraged because they eat those five foods and they're still bloated, right? They're still gassy. Endo belly is still a thing, right? You're still looking nine months pregnant. So then the next time they hear something about nutrition, they're like, "Mm -mm, you know, F that. It doesn't work, right? That's the nicest way I can put it. There's a lot of barriers. So what I really want to do is talk about some of these endo diet misconceptions. Once again, there is no endo diet. I get so many messages on my Instagram, like, what can I do? I'm in pain. I will never forget. God bless them. You know, I got a message at 2 a.m. in the morning and someone's like, I'm having painful sex with my husband. What, you know, what kind of smoothie can I have tomorrow to make it go away? Baby, if it was that easy, we'd all be smoothieing, right? And I love me some smoothies. I love me some detox shakes and all this fun stuff. But nutrition is a lifestyle change, right? You got to be consistent with it. So number one, out of the gates, right? We're kicking the endo diet to the curb, right? There's a lot of misconceptions out there. Also, when it comes to managing endometriosis, pain and inflammation and all the symptoms and side effects, we have to keep in mind that cookie cutter programming does not work. Like I said, cookie cutter programming does not work, right? So for all 
those coaches that have the same, you know, 10 foods that everyone eats, for all those coaches that send out the same recipe to everyone, God bless them, but I'm gonna be honest, hey, that didn't work for me and most of it has not worked for my patients, right? The cookie cutter crap doesn't work. Number three, right? We think eating clean is good enough, right? How many times have you had a salad with all the vegetables and all the this, that, and the other and your sugar-free dressing or your fat-free this or your vegan, keto, paleo, organic, you know, GMO-free, whatever. This is the thing. Just because you're eating clean does not mean it is the proper nutrition for your body. Does not mean that it's going to help you naturally balance your hormones. And baby, it surely doesn't mean that it's going to help heal your gut, right? So those are kind of three things I want to get out of the way before we delve into this conversation. Number one, the endo diet is total BS. There is no cookie cutter endo diet, right? Cookie cutter programming when it comes to nutrition and lifestyle changes don't work. Everyone's body is individually different, right? What works for one could be kryptonite for another. And number three, this whole concept of I'm eating clean, therefore my endo is going to bow down and go into remission. Baby, that ain't it, right? It's going to take a little bit more than eating clean, right? So I want to talk a little bit about my story when it comes to eating clean. Now, your girl over here, personal trainer, you know, group fitness instructor, nutritionist, I've got all these accolades when it comes to nutrition. So I got to be honest, I may have been on a little bit of a high horse, like, yep, your girl's got this. I got the education. I got the book knowledge. I got the certificates, baby. I got it all. And so this is what happened. It's so funny. I just got off the phone with a friend of mine, Julie. And Julie, I think she's probably known me for literally the whole time I lived in Colorado, probably like 20 years. Julie, if you're listening to this girl, I love you, right? But it really sparked me in the conversation because she asked me like, what was that transition? Because she met me when I was hardcore fitness and nutrition, right? When I was over-exercising and when I was teaching all the classes, when your girl probably didn't have enough body fat to fill a cup, right? Like I was a lean, mean LJ machine, right? And your girl's still lean and mean, but I'm covering a little extra body fat over here, right? And so she asked me like, what was that transition? And so I started thinking back to it and even with you guys, I want to share this story. Like what happened for me as what I was preaching and teaching stopped working for me. Now I am very results driven. If I find something that works, I want to tell the world, right? You already know, ain't nothing TMI for me. I'll talk about vaginal health, my vaginal biome, my constipation, the bloating. I mean, endo, basically everything is free game. And so what happened for me is the nutrition tips that I was standing on stage and saying, the nutrition tips that were in my eBooks, what I was learning at these conferences, right? Where it was group fitness and, you know, we're under eating, we're over exercising. All that crap stopped working for me. Legit. That was the biggest thing when it came to my nutrition. What I was telling others stopped working for me. Now I gotta be honest. If it kept working for me, your girl would still be doing it right now. But let's talk about some of the things that your girl was selling that stopped working. Number one, the whole eat six times a day to rev up your metabolism. You know, we're carrying around this bland ass chicken breast and broccoli and this, that, and the other, right? And we're just like, we're on this whole thing. We're going to rev up our metabolism. We're going to keep lean. We're not even thinking about balancing our hormones, right? It's more about the aesthetics. We wanted to look healthy. We wanted to talk healthy. We wanted to walk healthy, right? We wanted to be in those super extra small leggings. Like we wanted everything to look perfect. But when I had all of that look perfect, you know, your girl looked amazing. Inside my body was dying, right? So for me, I had to step away from that whole eat six times a day and rub up your metabolism. Now I know there are some fitness professionals that are listening to this right now and they're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe. Yes, honey, believe it. LJ is coming for you with the truth. That wasn't working for me. It worked in my 20s, but when your girl had some hormonal imbalances, when the endometriosis started kicking up, that was not working for me, right? Another thing that I had to really just debunk 
gunk and let loose was the whole, I don't eat fat because I don't want to be fat. And don't get me started because that could be a whole nother one hour podcast. But what I will say is the whole thing about not eating fat, that was crippling my healing journey. I was not going to be able to heal my hormones, balance my hormones with soy protein shakes, right? And I won't even demonize soy, so it's not about that. But what I was doing is under eating and over exercising. I was not bringing in healthy fats, right? So that's one of the biggest things that I had to do, right? Number one, I had to get off this whole misconception of eat six times a day, rub my metabolism. Number two, this whole, I don't eat fat because I don't want to be fat. What was actually bringing on the body fat was the imbalanced hormones, right? What was actually bringing on the body fat for my personal self was the estrogen dominance. What was bringing on the additional belly fat and brain fog and leaky gut and all this other crap was the endometriosis diagnosis, right? It wasn't the fact that I had some olive oil. It wasn't the fact that I've had coconut oil, right? I've never had any of my patients come to me and be like, LJ, my doctor said I need to change my eating habits and that, you know, I'm, you know, overdoing the olive oil or I'm overdoing this, that, and the other, right? It's typically the processed foods, the sugar, the carbs, once again, not saying you can't have the good stuff, but in moderation, right? So I had to really clean up the way I was thinking about everything. Now, for me personally, and once again, I'm not saying this works for everyone, but for me personally, at the beginning of my healing journey, what really started to put the endometriosis into remission, and like I said, this conversation, I don't want you to walk away from it and be like, I have to go keto, right? But for me personally, that, yes, that finger snap, baby, that was a game changer for me. All of those additional carbs was messing with my blood sugar, messing with my insulin, and driving my inflammation. So I had to really wrap my mind around, number one, eating real foods, eating whole foods, not living on protein shake from protein shake, right? Not having this whole thing. I remember as a fitness professional, I didn't want to eat during the day because not just because I was trying to lose weight or stay lean. It was more like if I ate at 12 o'clock and just in case that food caused a reaction or made me really bloated, then I'd be miserable for my 5 p.m. classes. So I remember just, you know, sipping on water and protein shakes are a little here and there, sometimes not eating till the end of the day. Definitely, I'm not recommending that, right? But for me, the clean eating and just eating the bland food with, you know, your girl loves some seasonings, right? So I had the seasonings down pat, but the healthy fats were missing. So I went from one extreme to another extreme. And once again, I am not demonizing keto. I think I'll definitely do an episode just about keto and endometriosis because it was a huge, huge, I repeat, like I could shout from the mountaintops. It was a big deal for me. That really, really turned my health around. It decreased the inflammation. But on the other hand, I hadn't been doing healthy fats, right? So then I was freaking out because I was having gallbladder issues. And I remember my doctor talking to me and be like, look here, right? Yes, we can take your gallbladder out. Yes, you're having a little pain, but push past it. It was that reminder that even though I was leading from the front and saying all these things, right? I wasn't even really taking care of my own body properly. I wasn't doing the healthy fats. So I remember when I started doing olive oil and coconut oil and healthy fats, I was in a lot of pain. I'm like, what's going on? Is it my gallbladder, my appendix? I'm like, is it another, you know, organ fighting endo? And it really was because for all of those years, I had really just not been taking in whole foods. I had not been doing whole clean proteins. You know, maybe I was doing a little fruits and vegetables here and there, but 
to be honest, I was doing a lot of processed foods. I was doing a lot of shakes and things like that because of the fear of eating because I knew if I ate the wrong thing at 10 a.m., I could be down for the count and subbing my classes out. I remember a specific day where I was teaching at Lifetime Fitness and I was doing this kickboxing class. And, you know, I have to be honest, I gave in to eating. My hunger got the best of me, which is not how you should live. But for me, my hunger got the best of me. I had lunch and by four or five o'clock, I was so bloated and uncomfortable. I, it was, you know, it was ridiculous. I'd taken all the gas X, did all the Tums, this, that, and the other. It was horrible, right? I was allergic. I felt like I was allergic to air. It was ridiculous. So I had to step away from that, right? The other thing is that I was eating all the time to basically rev up my metabolism rather than eating to heal my body, right? And I know that resonates with some of you. I almost say it a little louder in the back, right? We need to stop eating to lose weight. We need to stop eating to rev up our metabolism to, you know, once again, probably another podcast coming to you, you know, this ideal look of health and start eating to heal our body. And I have to be honest, once I made that mindset shift of I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, that I was not going to be afraid of food, right? I was not going to starve my body all day till I was at home in private where I could eat just in case I got bloated or blew up or passed out or whatever I could hide at home, right? Like I had to shift my body to where I was not just fueling my body to work on my metabolism or how I looked, but I was now going to fuel my body to heal my body, right? I'm going to take that a step further. What it took to heal my body may look different for you, but what I need you to grasp onto right now in this episode, because we're going to definitely delve into nutrition a little bit deeper, but we need to heal our body, right? The other thing is I was super allergic to everything under the sun. I mean, I joke about it, but there was a time I ended up in the emergency room after eating lettuce. Yes, crunchy water, right? (laughs) It doesn't have a ton of nutritional value, but I had so many food allergies, so many food sensitivities. It was ridiculous, right? EpiPens, I had them in my gym bag. I mean, they were everywhere. They were in all of my cars. I kept them in my kids' bags sometimes just in case I didn't have my EpiPen. They'd have it in there. I was always puffing on my inhaler. It was ridiculous, right? And that is part of the reason that I didn't eat. Like I said, if I ate at the wrong time, it could knock me out. But it was also that fear, right? After going to your favorite restaurant, making sure that, you know, I knew the chef, right? I know, like, I used to live in Denver, Colorado. And if I went to Bonefish Grill, that chef knew me. He's like, LJ's got these allergies. You know, like they were so meticulous, right? Helping me on my healing journey. But the problem was, is that with the hormonal imbalance, what worked for me on a Monday may have not worked on a Wednesday, right? What worked for me in 2001 wasn't working in 2002 and baby surely would not work in 2022, right? The more issues that I had, the more that my immune system was compromised, the weaker and the leakier that my gut got, the worse my symptoms got right? The worse that my health deteriorated, right? I'm going to take it a step further. The lower my body fat went because I was chasing what I thought was healthy, the more the insides of my body were falling apart, right? So there was a lot going on. So I am being very transparent in my journey because I think sometimes we, once again, we just get so stuck on, you know, endo diet doesn't work, nutrition doesn't work, anti-inflammatory, I tried this, I tried that, but there's all these other things that are going on. So I was like, the best way for me to jog your little memory and to get you to think, is me to come to you with a little bit of my story, right? So after the hamster wheel of nutrition, let's talk about some things I did to kind of, I want to say create, I guess that's the biggest word we'll use for today. We're not, we're using those big money words, baby. Create, yes, C-R-E-A-T-E, create, very simple, to create my endo diet. I repeat, there is no cookie cutter endo diet, but what I did to turn my endo journey around with nutrition, because I knew there was power in nutrition, right? I'm a registered dietitian and 
unregistered nutrition. So I knew that there was power in foods, but I always use the foods to chase symptoms. I always use the foods to chase a look, a certain body look, a certain body type, a certain body fat. I never really thought of those foods as my medicine. When I changed my mindset to that, that allowed me, I repeat, allowed you girl to come off the hamster wheel, right? Number one thing that I had to do was some food allergy testing, right? And then I'll take it a step further. Some of you have food allergies. Some of you had food sensitivities. Now for me personally, and a lot of my patients, there's a little bit of both, right? Food allergies are kind of there to stay. Just is what it is, right? It doesn't work for your blood type. It doesn't work for your genotype, whatever it may be. Now food sensitivities, those can come and go depending on your gut health, right? Depending on your inflammatory markers, depending on what medications you're taking, right? Depending on seasonal allergies. So I had to do some testing. I'm huge on testing and not guessing, right? I could sit here right now and say, you know, if everyone stops eating, you know, wheat, gluten, and dairy, it's going to turn your world around. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, right? And I'm going to be honest, and I'm sure you're right there too. You tired of guessing too, right? So we don't want to be doing the spaghetti at the wall, cookie cutter stuff. Do some food allergy testing. Now, if you have asthma or allergies or a diagnosis like myself, you're probably already working with an asthma doctor, an allergist, or whoever. Talk to them about doing some testing, right? Now, there's different levels of testing. Once again, I'm trying to keep these podcasts as short as sweet, so we'll definitely do an episode. I'll bring on some professionals or pros and we'll talk about, you know, food testing, food allergy testing, because there's your regular allopathic, then there's the Carol food test. There's some amazing things. And speaking of the Carol food test, I just thought of an amazing practitioner that I will bring on to talk about that, right? So I had to do some food allergy testing to really see what was going on. I also will add a caveat for me, a lot of seasonal allergies, the more and more and more that my liver got bogged down, the more seasonal allergies I had, right? I mean, it was like I was living on zero. I couldn't just take one 24-hour pill. I took one in the morning and one in the evening. When the wind would blow, I'd have all these issues, right? So really assessing the food allergies, and I'm even taking that step further, the seasonal allergies, right? Number two, I stopped eating just to be eating, and I started eating to heal my body. Part of that, I had to stop counting calories. I'll be honest to you. I have not, I mean, it is 2022. I probably haven't counted calories. Oh my gosh, what am I, 43 right now? I probably haven't counted calories since I was about 30 years old. Now, before then, baby, I knew the calories down to the iota, right? I was probably even throwing in some extra calories for water because I was going to make sure I didn't get over 1200 calories and this, that, and the other. And I'm telling you, that is the old mindset that kept me stuck, right? That kept me from getting that healing. I say it all the time and everyone is different, but I will clearly, and I strongly profess, right? That I've healed myself naturally from endo and put it into remission, but it took a lot of changes, right? A lot of lifestyle changes, a lot of nutrition and fitness changes and mindset. I know it ain't sexy, but we are going to have to go to the mindset. So I hope y'all ready, right? I try to keep these short and sweet, but I had to stop counting the calories, right? Now I still journaled my food to make sure I wasn't having a reaction to check my energy levels, pain level, you know, reactions, etc. But I was no longer sticking with a 12 to 1500 calories. You know, I remember the days I'd give myself 1500 calories because I talked two or three hours, right? Those days, uh uh-uh, that wasn't serving me, right? And I don't know who this is for, but some of you are still kind of stuck in that mindset, maybe you're not giving yourself, you know, 1500 calories, but you are thinking if I have to eat X amount of calories, it's going to keep my inflammation down. It's going to turn off my endo. And I'm telling you right now, just because you're counting calories, I'm going to take it a step further. You know me, I like to step it further all the time. Just because you're keto, paleo, raw, vegan, pescatarian, you know, straight from heaven's gates, whatever the new one may be, just because you've grabbed onto that title and you're counting calories or you're only eating gluten-free or you're only doing dairy-free, 
all of that does not mean that you're not going to still need to support your endo journey doing something different. And I'm going to also say is if you've been doing the same nutrition for a while and you're getting nowhere, you may want to click the link in the show notes, right? And let's connect, right? Because there could be just needing to get a fresh set of eyes on your nutrition, right? So, so much to unpack here. The other thing that I did to start healing my body, whole foods. I had to get off all these processed shakes, even though they were vegetarian, vegan, this, that, and the other, all of the party in the back, right? I was looking at the party in the front and not flipping it over and looking at those labels. A lot of the crap in the labels, all the processed food. Now, I'm not saying you can't have processed stuff. What I'm saying is, is if you have a vanilla protein shake that has 52 ingredients in the back, right? And half of them you can't pronounce, you've never heard of them, you don't know what it is, start looking at your labels. For me, I needed to get in more whole foods, right? When I was dealing with calming down all this inflammation from the endolegions, I needed to bring in more omega-3 fats, right? Omega-6, different, you know, foods like salmon, sardines, nuts and seeds, but I was very particular about the nuts and seeds as well because with that compromised immune system, mold was always trying to sneak in. So I know for me, I just realized recently, I love almond butter. As a side note, I'm going to get on a tangent, but what I know is when I buy the processed almond butter, the fact that it's been on the shelf and it's been processed, it just has a little higher mold count. Once again, just dropping some gems out there just to make you aware, right? So getting off some of the processed food, getting away from that stuff that has all the the dyes and all that junk in there, reading the labels, a big thing. Another thing I had to do, maybe not so sexy, but brought a lot of results is I had to work with my naturopath to heal my leaky gut because it got to where I was putting in all the right foods, the organic this, the organic that, this, that, and the other, but my leaky gut, right, needed to be healed. I'm going to also throw in a bonus for you. If you got leaky gut, baby, you probably got leaky brain, right? The brain fog, all of that stuff. You can't remember this, that, and the other, the stress, the lack of memory, the lack of concentration, the fact that you think maybe you have adult ADD now, right? It could just be a leaky gut and a leaky brain that needs some support. I'm going to leave it right there. The next thing I had to do, bring in some digestive enzymes. My body, my microbiome, it needed support, right? I was eating the right foods, but I was not able to get the nutrients in. Digestive enzymes and digestive bitters were huge for me. I repeat, huge, 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 huge for me. I also had to adapt more of an anti-inflammatory diet. Now, when I say that, not saying cookie cutter, I had to find what foods worked for me. For example, what does not work for me and a lot of my patients is corn. But here's the thing, honey, corn is sneaky. They don't just put corn, corn, corn. What you may see is maltose, dextrose, right? There's probably, you know, I'll look, I'm calling myself out when I look at this one. I'll make sure my assistant lets me know. I'll try to put a list of all the different forms of corn, right? And so what happens is you're getting in the tapioca syrup, you're getting in the corn syrup. All of those things may be inflammatory. Now, maybe you can have corn and it doesn't bother you, but for most of us, corn is very inflammatory. So I had to kind of look at it and take it a step further, not just, oh, I'm eating fruits and vegetables and I'm healthy. Yes, I was eating fruits and vegetables, but some of these fruits and vegetables were not working for my body. Corn was something I had to pull. And then I really had to start reading the labels. Once again, I know it's not fun, but look here, neither is it fun to be stuck on mattress island. So I, you know, you pay one way or another, right? You got to figure out what it's going to look like. But yes, had to really make some changes when it came to the foods that I was eating, right? Not just saying fruits and vegetables, not just, you know, okay, I'm cooking my fruits and vegetables in canola oil, you know, once again, corn. I had to really slow down. So I know this is a quick overview. I know I talk fast. Maybe you won't have to slow the recording down to grab these gems, but I thought let's start talking about this.
this right, let's start to unpack what it looks like because probably over, I'd say a good 40% of the messages I get is, you know, what smoothie can I drink today? What tea can I take today? What supplement? Here's the thing. Supplements, AKA nutraceuticals can be super, super powerful. They can be more impactful than a pharmaceutical. But why would we want to just have 500 bottles of supplements where you could actually start fueling your body? Your food can be your medicine. And I'm going to say this, all right? I know what it's like to be doing all the right things and not getting results, right? So that's why some of you are like, I don't want to hear about nutrition. I already tried ginger tea and it didn't cure me. It didn't do this, that, and the other. Maybe the ginger tea isn't going to help your bloating because you have leaky gut, right? Maybe the ginger tea or the peppermint capsules, which work wonders for me now, but they weren't working back then when I had a bacterial overgrowth in my gut, right? And then I don't know which is first, the chicken or the egg. Was it the endo and the constipation? Then that was the fungal overgrowth, what caused the constipation? At the end of the day, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I had to work with someone, right? So this is a quick overview about, oh my gosh, about everything nutrition, right? It's just kind of laying the foundation. I am super excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Per usual, go into the show notes, grab the gems, grab the tea, click the link if you want to hop on a discovery call. I do a 15 minute free discovery call. Sometimes, you know, your girl get a little passionate. We may be on there for 15, 20 minutes because I want you to walk away with value. But here's the thing as well. If you have questions, if you learn something, go into the reviews, leave a five-star review, go ahead and give your girl some feedback. Let me know what you learned. Also, if you want to ask a question, like I said, I had an amazing conversation with Julie earlier today, my girl, Julie, on wait, my sister from another mister, we go way, way back. But if you have questions or things you want addressed, go to the show notes once again, click on the Google link and then tell me what you want to hear about, right? Do you want to talk more about, you know, digestive enzymes and bitters? Do you want to talk about leaky gut? Like what has been kicking your butt when it comes to endometriosis and women's health? Put it in the comments and let's take it to the next level so that I can educate, motivate you and inspire you because baby, endo is working overtime and I'm about to fill that toolbox so you can do the same. This is LJ and I am out for now. Bye. listening to another amazing episode of the Holistic Endo Expert Podcast. Now, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening platform and be sure to leave a five-star review telling me your biggest takeaway from today's episode. Also, take advantage of those show notes where you can find lots of freebies and offers to help you with your endometriosis journey. Last but not least, be sure to follow me on Instagram and I look forward to bringing you more amazing content to help you go from endo warrior to endo conqueror.